This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zoo Pans Markets. Court, I'm looking at tomahawk steaks right now. Have you ever had? I've seen had them. them. They, I've had them. I've seen them, and these things are awesome. They're great. We've I've had them periodically. They're a treat. You don't just I don't necessarily go in and buy them just to cook for myself. Right. But we had a, a Portland Food Adventures event with John Gorham up at Longolo Estates last year, and John, I think we had 50 people, and he must have made. Ten of these babies, these tomahawks. Yeah, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. I should, I should use it as a, we should put put it somewhere on the website because they're really cool. They're yeah. beautiful. But the picture I'm looking at right now with Zupans, same thing. Tomahawk steak with the big bone in it. They're well marbled. They're delicious. The meat on the bone is fantastic. It, it looks exactly like what you would think a tomahawk, you know, uh, axe would look like. Right. You don't want to hurt anybody with no. it. Though. No, I don't. I don't even know if you can. No. While you're at Zupans.com looking at that uh, beautiful piece of meat, you should also. Res- Reserve your Thanksgiving feast. You can right now head on over to zoopants.com and sign up for, I don't know, a full, they, they will do a complete dinner for eight to 10 people. You order bits and pieces right. though. There's some, there's a side dish that I've you I've been like. doing this for two years now and it's been the best thing we've ever done for Thanksgiving is to just include Zoopans and they do all the hard work. Yeah, not all of it. We still like to make our turkey, sure. but we'll, we'll do some of it. They also, I don't know if you're aware, but they also have some, they also have Carrie St. Honoré. Treats. Oh, yeah. Know, and we had, we discussed that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can get pumpkin pie tarts and, uh, or pecan, pecan pumpkin tart and uh, the St. Honoré stuff. But all the, their bakery is just fantastic. A lot of great bakeries yeah. um, supply them. And uh, their breads, the bre- their bread section is second to none. Some of our best bakeries in Portland, you can source their goods at Zupan's. Don't forget, while well, you're at Zoo Pants, to sign up for the news feed. You just took advantage of that. A little marinara sauce yeah. last year, last week with some pasta. It's yeah. very good. Zoo Pants marinara and they have a basil, um, garden basil. I don't know if that's what it's called, but they have two different varieties. They they can themselves. Yeah, the news feed will give you weekly updates about what's going on in the stores as well as some incentives to come in and, and occasionally get things for free, which is just awesome. Yeah, walk in, pull out your email, check out what you're going to get for free and go shopping. Three locations, Zupans. You've got the one on Burnside, Lake Grove, McAdam, and of course, always, Zupans.com. It is time once again for Portland's Food Scene Podcast, right at the fork and a classic episode on this holiday week. As we head into things we're thankful for, I'm thankful for pizza. In fact, it's it's my kryptonite when it comes to food. I will never pass on pizza. And here's a place you should never pass on ever, Scotty's Pizza Parlor. That is why we are bringing back episode 128, Scotty Rivera, a guy who knows his pizza and says he's always happiest when making pizza. So we go back to July 2017 for this episode. It's Scotty Rivera with hosts Chris Angeles and myself on this classic episode of Right at the Fork. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more. With a delicious emphasis on locally sourced items, the best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupans on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove, and at Zupans.com. Eat well, put taste first, love your food. 
by Ringside Steakhouse. Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks, their world-famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late-night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com today. And by Portland Food Adventures, inviting you to listen to Right at the Fork, episode number 170 with Proud Mary Coffee's Nolan Hurdy. Then imagine yourself eating and sipping your way through Melbourne, Australia this April for nine incredible days of VIP treatment at Nolan's favorite places in Proud Mary's home city. It's all at PortlandFoodAdventures.com under the Trips tab. Contact Right at the Fork host Chris Angeles for more information and extra savings on these PFA food journeys. Time once again for Portland's Food Seed Podcast. It's right at the fork with your host, Chris Angelus from Portland Food Adventures. And Court Johnson over there from the radio. Yeah. Kink and KXL. Kink and we can KXL. find you in both places now. At the same time on some nights. And here. Yeah. And we've lightened the schedule up a little here. We're not recording 17 in a row. Right. Any longer. Yeah. So we've got a couple in a row. Makes makes it a little the day a little easier. Not that this is the this is the bright spot of my day. Is it really? Sure. No one ever says that when they're around me. No, I that no, it totally spot. is. I get to go over and talk to people about you know murders and stuff in and over on the news side. So I would <laughs> it still much could rather be better than hanging out with. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, and and so that means we need a little less coffee, right? We it needs to carry us a little. Right. And and this morning we had some. We I you I. Mm-hmm. You, you've been kind of overscheduled with your kids. Right. So a 15-minute window for you to come in and have some white clam pizza from Scotty Rivera yeah. here. Right. Uh, you couldn't make it. So you got a slice. I got a slice. It's right behind me. <laughs> I'm eyeballing it. So I, I just wanted to say, Scotty's here. We usually don't do intros with guests here. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Hey. Do you prefer Scott or Scotty? Well, my family, friends call me Scotty. If I'm in trouble, you can call me Scott. That's that's what he knows. That's what he knows. You are anything but in trouble this morning. (laughs) And the reason is because everybody, anybody who listens to this podcast knows some people get a little tired of hearing it. Some are find it kind of interesting, humorous or amusing, I should say. Coming from the Connecticut area. Talking about his white clam pizza. Heather Heather used to tell me, please, could you stop with the Connecticut stuff? And and um, she's probably right, but in this case, this morning I'm gonna just put power right through that. I love it, man. I've been listening to you rant about white clam pies for years now. I guess right. And I've <laughs> even awesome. said, I've even you know, I think it requires um, some fortitude to to write to Brian Spangler, say, hey, man, you're doing this wrong. And and even Kathy Wims, same thing. I had I sent her. Vacuum-packed pizzas from New Haven so she could see how to do it right without the shells. That's the well, key. Well, and is there a right and wrong? I mean, everybody's got their style. Well, here, so here's my, this is why I wanted to have Scott here for this. Here's my rant on this. Because okay? I'm a pizza diplomat. I'm just going to set that oh, up no, real that, quick. That's so Portland, man. Just chill. Not, all right, all right. So you, got so, the, you got sandwich artists at Subway, and then over here we got a pizza diplomat. Right. Yeah. Was, but, so let me say this. 
So shells or not? This is the, the that is the question. Yeah, yeah. And so here we are in New Haven, Connecticut, with two hundred pizza places at least. I don't know the number. Oh, yeah, it's crazy how many there are, and they're all good. And and most many of them have spawned from Frank Pepe or totally. or Sal. Uh, what's Sally's? I can't remember yeah, the family name. The family name there. Okay. I know it. I don't know. Uh, cons- uh, well, it doesn't matter. It's down and the then street, my friend, same neighborhood. My dear friend. Bill Pastari owns Modern Apiz, nice. which uh, they up until recently, and I'm not sure it still continues. That's the they, they have a thing called Bill Billy's uh, Pizza at Safeco Field, which was his, oh, but he didn't okay. want to put the Modern name on it because he wasn't there to really sure. see it day after day and make sure. And he didn't want to do the same thing. I mean, it's a different. It was thing. a slightly different pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So here's my thing: there are 200 mass. A lot of pizza places in New Haven, and there are lines out the door at four o'clock at a few of them, at four. Mm -hmm. And that mostly, I mean, not everybody's ordering a white clam, but those are the signature pizzas there, and that's what people talk about. And so there are lines out the door in a city for this pizza. And so everybody that's tried it here in Portland does it differently. They do it on one night a week, and so they Mm -hmm. don't give it a real chance. I talked to Mark... Uh, at Pizzicato years ago when I met him, I said, have you tried a white clam? He said, it never really caught on. Mm. And so here's the deal. So a few weeks ago, the crown opens. I mean, Vitali hits the jackpot for me. Yeah. He hires, um, he hires uh, Vinny. Vinny, yeah. Yeah, who's just... I met him the other day. Yeah, he's fantastic yeah. at what he does. It's a cool spot, too. Right, it's a cool spot. And... At the media opening, I had a slice of white clam, and I'm like, this is the real thing. They served it with au jus. I'm like, holy shit, this is finally here. And it's, <laughs> of all people, it's not, it's Vito. Like, I, I re-coined him the Italian Vito, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I got so excited about it. I took my son down there. I went down with some friends. We had ordered a bunch of them. I'm just like, in heaven, this is the one thing I've missed in Portland. I, there's a lot of food here, but I'm still bitching for years. <laughs> why, why can't I? I got to fly to Connecticut to get this yeah. done well. <laughs> and so Vitaly puts it up, and then... There he had some circumstances when he opened the crown, um, and uh, then a week later they take it off the menu oh, because I guess there are some you know financial considerations or fresh clams. It's oh, yeah. not easy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this too. <laughs> and he said, "All right, well, Chris, I, there was enough pressure put on. I think emanating from my discussion that went to Gary and Karen Brooks, and she contacted him, hmm. where he said, well, I'll, I'll probably, and I haven't seen it yet.'" do it one day a week, Thursday or Friday. And I said, okay, that's a nice compromise, but I got to tell you, in my mind, my marketing mind, that's not enough for it to catch on because you have to know to go that night. Whereas if it's on the menu, people will talk about it and just say, go there. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So. There's uh, a place that has it on the menu all the time, though. Where? Uh, Pizza Jerk. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. How's that one for you? It's fine. It's not, uh, it doesn't taste for me. I love Tommy's Pizza. I think it's really good. And and I'm also guilty of not living close to it, so it's a yeah, it's yeah. an investment for me to go there. If you gotta, yeah, I go did have town. it once, and I liked it, but I have to say it didn't stick in my mind. No, no disrespect to Tommy at all. It's a it's a great pizza. I had it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But the Pepe's version really doesn't just has a little pecorino romano on it. It's not. Yeah. They don't put moots. I'll talk New Haven talk here. Yeah, yeah. They don't put <laughs> moots on it, <laughs> which yours had, which is fine. So there's that's more of a modern pizza take on it and yeah. they make it without moots too 
So I guess it never really stuck with me. But Vitaly's with the au jus, and it was piled with clams, and the cheese was, there wasn't much cheese on it. Which clams I, in the clam, shell or not in the shell? No, not in the shell. Not in the piled shell. with clams with oil and garlic and butter, and I guess, and some herbs. That to me was fantastic. So I missed that. So awesome. cut to this, and I'm going to say, I didn't pressure you at all, right? Because it was your idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I invited you on the podcast. <laughs> I wanted you to do, and you said, hey, I'll bring you, I have a surprise for you, and then you told me what it was. <laughs> so at 11 o'clock this morning, we met in the lobby downstairs, and Court, sorry you couldn't make it. I, well, I appreciate you. You thought enough to leave me <laughs> one. What is like, that? A third of of the of the awesomeness. Well, it's a the one of, with Olympic, a Olymp, Olympia slice. provisions. Uh, what what's on that? That is the Olympia provisions chorizo Rioja. Right, which is like a kind of smoky, a little bit sweet, but it's got some kick to it. With the really cherry good. stones that you had come in, you had flown yeah, the, in from Maine, or you well, found them? I, I found them, um, right. and they uh, those those are the ones that they use at Pepe. So I was like, oh, okay, that's got to be it. And as soon as I tasted one, it was like the ocean, but on the east coast, which right. is like different. And you, you know? showed up and at, at eleven and sprinkled a little lemon on there. We put a little red pepper flake on it, mm-hmm. parsley, and, I, parsley. and the picture will be the uh, avatar for this episode. Uh, okay, one of the pictures. <laughs> So um, I really appreciate it. It was That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, I'd love to see you try a couple of different var- variations. Get the yeah, oil yeah. and garlic down. Maybe yeah. go to the Crown, order it if they do it on Thursday and Friday. I'll try theirs, yeah. And see how they do it there. Because that, <laughs> to me, no disrespect to yours, but that was like I was in heaven. I and love the jus idea. Like yeah. whatever, so you can dunk your slice. Is that, your is that New Haven style, the au Portion? No, that yeah. one that he added himself. New. However, yeah, what what take. it did do is it took the pizza and made it taste more like New Haven. So they don't give mm-hmm. you the au jus mm-hmm. in New Haven, but they have been doing it long enough that they know how to make it nice and not dry and yeah. just beautifully uh, oily and buttery and just delicious. Hmm. So, Man. Court, is this too long to talk about this pizza? This is the episode. <laughs> is, no, no, this episode we get to. Right. Yeah, it's the pizza one. It's a, well, we've had well, a one few pizza them. ones, You're but this is doing, this I'll, is going to center around. I'll allow it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you'll allow it. But I uh, I sincerely appreciate you doing that. Cool, it's man. Yeah. Fantastic. So now the question is: Are you going to? Can you put that on the menu? Do, oh my goodness! Is it really difficult to make work in Portland, Oregon, if you don't sell enough? That's that's the. It's yeah. a chicken and the egg thing. I mean, right? You got to get it going. I got those clams uh, uh, in a pretty small packaging. You know, there's probably ten bucks worth of clams on that pie. You know, so as far as food costs and you know making it work goes, I'm sure I could find them a little you know bigger size wholesale and stuff like that. But I don't know if we could, you know, make that pizza regularly and charge less than like thirty bucks. You right. Know? Well, uh, that's the same thing that's going on with Rick and his lobster rolls at Lardo yeah. that he's doing every once in a while on that looks Saturdays. So good. It's so expensive to get the, the lobster meat that it's 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 a real thing. Yeah, yeah it's a real thing. So, so that's the, what happens. But people have to understand that. And they they, as Rick pointed out, and Nick at Lardo, they have lines down the block I or bet. out the door. Yeah. for a lobster roll. So it doesn't matter that it's a little more expensive. People are recognizing that's they cool. want to get this. Yeah, so that's, people appreciate it. That's the thing. So I'm yeah. gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a little thing here. I'm gonna push <laughs> you to say Scotty Scotty's Pizza on Division. Make it the place to get a white clam pizza, and it'll make you famous in Portland. There'll oh be my goodness! People out the door. Yeah, <laughs> all my coworkers are going to listen to this and go like, "How are we going to fit a white clam pie onto our menu? We have 
700 square feet. Like we're barely making it happen as it is. But uh now, yeah, well yeah, we could we can make it happen. We do I say we make do a, it a charity thing in yeah. <laughs> Just add another 5 bucks to it. Make yeah. it a charity thing. I mean, Salt and Straws able do to do it that. For you. We make this pie for you. So yes, well listen. So your your business model and this is kind of a segue out, sure. of, out of the specific pizza into your business. Your business model has some of the same influences uh, or the same aspects going as Salt and Straw uh, in terms of what you pay your people, your philosophy on a sustainable business. Um, and so they do that. I mean, their ice cream cones are not cheap compared to others. Yeah, yeah. And they give some to charity. So they've yeah. decided, let's, let's do things with superior local ingredients that are going to be more expensive anyway. And then let's... Bop that up a little bit and take right. care of some local charities. Yeah, and I probably need to be charging more for my pizza, but I, I feel like pizza should be something that's that's affordable for everybody. Well, you know, it's like you, yeah, like I grew up in Brooklyn. You know, getting a slice on any corner, any time of the day, and it was a couple bucks or even a dollar fifty at the time or whatever, and it's no big deal, you know. And it should be really good because we have a responsibility to serve good food if we're you know calling ourselves pizza makers or chefs or whatever. Uh, what was the term you used earlier? Pizza, pizza diplomat, diplomat, pizza diplomat. <laughs> yeah, what are, it's also uh, pizzaiolo. Or yeah, pizzaiolo is like the uh, or uh, pizzaiola or pizzaiole is like the plural. Italian. So when you talk about costs, and I've discussed this with Brian too, Spangler. Yeah. Um, you know, my, I was shocked when I moved out here because still in New Haven, you can get a large pie with stuff on it oh, for yeah. eighteen bucks. Yeah, and yeah. it's great. It's oh awesome. <laughs> and here you can't, that does not exist. It's hard to do and that. And I think it's because it's, the ingredients are a little different here. It'll cost a little more. I don't, I can't put my finger on yeah. what the difference is. I mean, for me, you know, my focus and like goals have been, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I'm a pizza man. Right. So I'm, I'm just trying to make really good pizza, but then also like, I own a restaurant now and I have employees um, and I've worked in restaurants. So for me, it's really important to create uh, like a, a restaurant workplace that people want to be at, that I want to be at because I'm working there, you know, um, alongside my coworkers. And so, you know, yes, there's uh, certainly a lot of attention that I put into ingredients and the methods and process that we use to make our pizza because we want to make the best pizza we can. Um, but also into those like, you know, costs and what it takes to run a pizzeria. Um, I focus a lot of attention into not just paying people, right. Um, everybody starts at 15 bucks an hour, um, which I think is honestly not even enough to live on in this town. Um, but I also put a lot of work into treating people, right. Treating people with respect. Um, you know, making sure people are getting breaks, which is something that, Industry-wide, you know, cooks and restaurants are pretty much used to working long hours on their feet. You get a break here and there. You get to, like, eat, you know, have a few bites of food or whatever. Um, you get to go to the restroom if you need to. Um, but, like, as far as making sure people get, like, a lunch break and, uh, you know, 15-minute breaks to just, like, go get some fresh air or whatever, even if they're not a smoker and need that kind of treatment, um, you know, and that, that's, that's the basic stuff. And then on top of that, there's a lot of just like, you have healthcare you know, at your place. We do. We just added healthcare. Um, wow. and you know, that's like, 
It, it I think be, I'm going to go sling some pizza. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it should be that kind of job. Like if we take that much pride in, in, in what we do, um, and we're so passionate that this is what we want to do our whole lives, we should be able to get a job doing that and, and put a lot of skill and focus into it and do it really well and earn a living. Uh, I don't think anybody should be denied that at a job. So, um, that's where a lot of my like, uh, business focus goes into is like supporting the, the crew. So obviously there's a lot of talk about that going on right now with the minimum wage rising and continuing yeah. to rise and tip credit laws the way they are. Totally. Do you think you have, you know, you started Scotty's pizza how many years ago? Two years ago, Two years almost ago. to the day. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and um, so you have a certain number of employees and a certain setup. And I know you would like to see what you're doing um, waft into other businesses too, <laughs> but are they are they too big to do that? Too, too much management to handle? You've got a small business and a manageable group of employees, I would imagine. Yeah. When you get to a certain size, it's a little different. Sure. And I mean, you know, we're, we're at the point where, um, we're, we've outgrown our space. Um, so we're considering like, what would it be like to expand? Manzanita. Um, yeah. Right. Everybody <laughs> wants to throw out their, their neighborhood. Right. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, Beaverton or Tigard. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's good out there? We just got a new Domino's. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> so you're good then. <laughs> right now, now we're we're covered. Yeah, you, Wait, got you got your eighteen dollar large, two of yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> a large half, pizza. Half, half price, half price right now. If you order on the internet, two for one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Something like that. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, yeah, like I I knew from the beginning, like I wanted to open this place and run it this way. Um, and How old are you, by the way? Do you mind my asking? <laughs> I'm uh, 28 years old. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. I would think that too. Often you, someone's a little older than you think they might be. No, but no he's yeah, right no. where I thought he was going to be. But that's that's incredible. I'm so you open this at twenty six. He's twenty nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. So twenty eight and a half. Yeah. So you're formulating these plans at twenty four, twenty five to open it at twenty six. Yeah. Not like you just. Yeah. Totally. Like, no, it was years. Or even you know. before that. At yeah. least. I mean, it started. It started probably um, when I got my first job at a at like, like, you know, first grown up job at a pizza place with a lot of intention behind it to like enjoy making pizza. And where was that? That was, um, handsome pizza. Um, I had been working at Ava jeans, um, and other like restaurants around town since moving to Portland. Um, and trying to figure out like what kind of chef I might like to be someday. Knew we wanted to open a restaurant. That's the goal for all, you know, serious, passionate cooks. Right. Um, and, I don't know. Something was like just not, I wasn't quite getting the satisfaction out of it that I hoped I would. And my wife actually like called me out and was like, you're, you're making pizza at home all the time. Like once a week you're staying up late at night, reading the pizza blogs or whatever you're doing (laughs) and like working on your dough formulas, like go get a job at a pizzeria. It sounds like you'd have a lot of fun there, you know? And um, and also fashion your wardrobe around pizza. Oh yeah, too. it's a lifestyle, man. <laughs> was, which came first, though the the pizza the delving sh- into the pizza shoes or the career in pizza? <laughs> Definitely the career. I think. I, okay, like, all right. Yeah, I love the hat. Has pizza. Uh, yeah, you, you can't miss everything you're wearing except the pants. Maybe pizza guy through. But and you through. need some pizza grease on the pants because yeah. that, 
then that's well. Usually later in the day, I'll have some flour or something on here, and then good. You, yeah, and you got the hat, you got the shirts, <laughs> complete outfit. The awesome little, are those vans? Who those makes are those? vans? Yeah, my aunt uh, sent me these in the mail. Total surprise. Pizza uh, shoes. Look, yeah, Court, we need to get a picture of that. I'll get it at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hunted down Will Fain, the owner of Handsome Pizza. Uh, and now he's partnered with uh, his once employee, now partner at Handsome Pizza, um, because they were in a smaller spot at the time that was like a garage. And I had read about it on the internet. Actually, Adam Lindsley, who you've had on here before talking about pizza, mm-hmm. um, he's done some great pizza writing. He had his own site for a while. I think maybe he still throws some stuff on there. Um, but I read a thing Adam wrote about Will, um, just this guy who's like obsessed with pizza. He's trying to do it right. And he was up on Killingsworth and Greeley, like edge of the river or whatever. And I just went out there one day and um, walked up, saw this like wood fired oven and saw Will making big like New York style pizzas out of a wood fired oven. I I had never seen that before. And it kind of blew my mind because I was starting to get the sense that like you need a wood fire to get the heat uh, that you want to, to cook a pizza real fast. So you get that like really light airy crust that's still like crispy but like blistered and a little bit charred. In a minute and a half. Yeah, I mean So by the way, just because we haven't mentioned it and it triggered me to think, the the Good, the modern and the, the yeah, yeah. those are coal fired right. in New Haven. Yeah, and, yeah. And I asked Billy about, you know, I want to be the guy to help you move to Portland. Yeah. And he said, we'll never find the right coal. We'll never be able to find a place where we can put a coal fire. Yeah. Up. Yeah. So, I mean, th- those pizza places, they opened like 100 years ago in old bakeries that right. were using coal ovens. And that's just and what And that's what they there. were first. They yeah. were bakeries before they were pizza places. Yeah. I love that. Same thing with New York, right? Uh, yeah, totally. Lombardi's, right. all those spots, Grimaldi's, Patsy's. All those ovens are like over a hundred years old and they're using them, like burning coal in there and making pizzas and, now. And it's some so of them cool. have the same starter that they've been using oh, since yeah. 1800. Yeah, that maybe came, you know, across on the boat, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but, you know, yeah, if I find Will and he's like doing his thing and we just like hit it off. Um, he later uh, invited me to a pizza crawl <laughs> with uh, Adam Lindsley and some other folks I got to meet. And then uh, that night he asked me if I wanted to uh, work, pick up a shift like one Saturday. And I was like, of course I do. Uh, and then sure enough, you know, that turned into like a once a week thing. And then it was like two days a week and it was a ball. I mean, that was when I like really realized like, oh my God, this is, this is the thing that I want to spend as much of my time, you know, doing. And what, do you remember the moment when you thought that, when you realized that for the first time and you thought, man, this is what I really like about pizza? Uh, you know, I mean, I, well, I think there was like a big moment uh, when I lived in New Haven and I got to cook a wood-fired pizza for the first time. Where was that? Um, it was actually on the Yale. Uh, my wife was going to grad school at the Yale School of Forestry. Mm-hmm. And they have this um, sustainable uh, farm project that's like an urban farm that they use for educational purposes. They also like sell at farmer's markets and stuff like that. Um, but they have a wood-fired oven on the farm, like a couple acres and they get volunteers to help with the harvest and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, on volunteer days, which were Fridays, of course, they cook pizza in the uh, in the wood-fired oven with like that day's harvest. And it was just such an amazing experience to j- first of all just eat that pizza and see like, whoa, you're using a fire and like bricks and stuff to cook this, you know? Greg Higgins does that with his go- own garden every Monday at home. He That's makes amazing. his own pizza. I thought I was invited yeah. to that, Greg. <laughs> 
I don't know if he's really still listening to this podcast. <laughs> but well, I went, I went into that. Higgins thinking that was where they served that Monday pizza. And the, oh, yeah. the bartender said, no, that's at his house. That's so, so cool. I mean, as soon as I as soon as I cooked pizzas in a wood fired oven, I was reading about how to build one, counting down and trying to figure out like when are we gonna have a yard, you know, that I can do build. Do you have a one pizza. at home? No, no, I'm still in a you know, found a little apartment out here. From when we first moved here, we thought we might try to buy a house someday, but that's not gonna happen anytime soon, I think. Well, it uh, may. You never <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. But uh but With yeah, price no yard. is going down so so much. Yeah. You'll be able to do that soon. Oh geez, hopefully. I don't know. But uh but yeah, and now I have a pizza oven at work, so I get to play around with that. It's not a wood fired oven though. Right. So we gotta get you in I, I know of a few places. <laughs> uh one uh, one of my dear friends up in Goldendale built his own um brick wood fired oven nice we need to get you up there for something and it's, oh i love i love that yeah, yeah. and uh, and if you gave uh scott and lisa some they, they go off of ken's book oh yeah but i think if you gave them some pointers they would have you up at their beautiful little spot in goldendale <laughs> for the weekend a little pizza lesson i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> now i get to share this podcast with them and send it this is all my this is all my passive aggressive ways right as you're angling yeah. <laughs> you've got pizza motives man yeah. <laughs> I, I have motives and yeah. we have a mic so uh, motives and a mic are, yeah, are yeah. dangerous i dig that no i mean <laughs> i feel that too because i have a pizzeria in portland now and like you know i've got motives too that i want to like show people you know not only can we make like really good pizza and we don't have to charge a lot for it but like our you know everybody who works here can afford to put food on their own tables while they're working to put food on other people's tables and um you know people can take care of their kids pay their rent you know afford at least a one bedroom <laughs> apartment in this town like, for now to, you know yeah this, this week for now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's take a minute uh, right here, Chris, to talk about one of our favorite places to eat, Ringside Steakhouse. It's been a favorite for a lot of people. For uh, They're celebrating their 75th year next year. Which is awesome. Yeah. Who else? I guess what? Huber's maybe in Portland that has been around that long. But right. no one's been uh, carrying the torch for service as long as uh, Ringside Steakhouse. And as of, uh, and very recently also, the Fish House, which unfortunately closed. Yeah. So they were, um, if, if you haven't heard the story yet, they, in that space over at Fox Tower, the, um, the building, the a tenant wanted more space and the Petersons decided that uh, they didn't have a younger generation that was interested in operating the restaurant business. So they decided to just stick with what they know really well. Mm -hmm. Not that they didn't know the fish house well, but they got an offer they couldn't refuse, I guess, for the space. And uh, and now they're they're going to operate the steakhouse solely. The good news here is if you're a big fan of the onion rings, <laughs> it's all about those, the have, onion those rings. have always been in both places. And I, I had just this past weekend, I introduced a friend of mine to the onion rings. And if if you've never had the ringside onion rings. You are missing out because they are perfection. I've I had friends, two sets of friends here last month who enjoyed that, but also the lobster mashed potatoes, oh, which yeah. you could you could still get at Ringside Steakhouse. We did that too. And they have the after nine o'clock happy hour mm -hmm. menu, which is just as good as the Fish House is better than the Fish House's uh, happy hour menu too. Yeah. So, and not only that, of course, classic states service and an atmosphere. Did you know? I don't know if you knew this, Court, because. You have to be paying a little bit of attention. Portland Business Journal, Ringside One Best Restaurant in Portland, 
Uh, and a few categories as well. Not only best restaurant, but I think best service, best decor. That might have been it. Oh, I, the, may, I may be wrong on that, but listeners are certainly welcome to, to call me out. If yes, certainly. Easily the best service in Portland that I've experienced myself. I think so. Is at the steakhouse. It's, so. old, it's old school service. Right. It's, you know, it's asking the right questions and knowing what you like when you come in if mm-hmm. you've been there multiple times. So yeah, Ringside Steakhouse over on West Burnside. What's the the website is? Uh... RingsideSteakhouse.com. Yeah, there you go. That easy, and that's where you can also go and set up a reservation today. Yeah, and you can do that as individuals, or if you have a corporate outing, you're going to impress. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. I, I didn't mention it early on. I learned about your, your place from Rick. At Lardo, which of course, oh, nice. you know, that's my thing is hearing where chefs like to go. They're not going to make bad recommendations, especially yeah, an yeah. Italian guy <laughs> is not going to tell me, you know, so where you go for pizza. That's he awesome. Loved it. I invited him for a little slice of that white clam. He couldn't make it either this morning. He's going to have to come down and pay a uh, full price. 30, $35. That yeah. was going to be the, <laughs> the clam I, pie. <laughs> I don't know, but it's well worth it. <laughs> oh man. That's uh, Yeah. So, um, uh, and the first time I came in, um, I ordered, you had a special that had some, I believe, some honey and something else on it. Oh, is it squash? Yeah, it might have been. It was a long maybe. time ago. Uh. I don't know if it was squash. might have been, but it's not the kind of thing I would order, but I'm getting adventuresome enough now with yeah. pizza to say, all right, I'll try that. <laughs> um, and not, because I'm usually, what do you, Court, what do you usually like? On a pizza? Yeah. I'm a big sausage guy, so some sort of sausage with something else on it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm just sausage or sausage and onion for me. Oh, and, yeah. And maybe mushroom. I like a good old, cl- yeah. yeah, a sausage mushroom to me is like. Right. But if you start putting to too pizza. much stuff on right, it. Right, sure. That's, although there's the Italian bomb at Modern. Uh, oh, yeah. All the peppers and everything. No, it's all the, it's it's pepperoni. Uh, it's got everything. Oh, on. and all the meats and everything. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot of stuff, but it's not even. It doesn't feel that heavy. Anyway, what's your nice. favorite pizza? What do you like? What, what like, is your pizza? If you go to a, a place and you want to judge um, how oh, it man. is, I mean, you know, a lot of people are gonna to say, say go cheese. for the yeah, go for the plain, go for the margarita. Um, lately. I've been going for the specialty pie because it's like, okay, you know, we're all using tomatoes and mozzarella. Um, and like, I feel like the dough is really where a skilled pizza maker can like flex their, you know, their, their knowledge of the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what Brian said too. He said yeah. it's really, for him, it's about the dough. Yeah. No. So the toppings are, you can get them. Anybody can get them. Yeah. And that's where you get to see a little bit of creativity too, you know, and not everybody, like I am by no means like a, a chef. Like I'm not, <laughs> I don't pride myself on like creating great flavor combinations and stuff like that. Like there's plenty of people who are really good at that. And I try, you know, I have some, some ideas. Usually it's like, let's take this uh, sandwich I had that was really good and like make it like a pizza. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, yeah, go for the specialty pie. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I had a, I had a special pie at handsome pizza that had like Oroch, this like a uh, mountain spinach I just been learning about and like garlic scapes and, uh, Zug, this like uh, Middle Eastern sauce of this herbs. Like, like, it's like a science fiction movie. It's wild. Zug, I mean, you can put the, like an aura. Evil Lord of Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't draw the line though. I mean, you like, you know, uh, there's, there's people who are like, don't get me started on pineapple. And it's like, I don't know. I had a pizza at um, Pizzeria Auto the other day with um, shrimp on it. it was awesome. I was just going to say, you were talking <laughs> about sandwiches and I had a sandwich at Bunk the other day. It was yeah. one of the best sandwiches I think I've ever had. It was... I think they called it a Cajun, but it 
It was shrimp, and I don't think you could put avocado on on a pizza too. Well, maybe try it. Yeah, but it was shrimp and avocado. And I'm gonna nice. after this after we record here, I'm going down there. Oh, for that's that. awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, use that. Um, but you can put shrimp, and they mm. do in the East Coast. Lots of shrimp, white shrimp pizzas. Yeah, yeah, or like shrimp parmesan, you know, like yeah. that's when you get into the East Coast Italian stuff. Um, but then, you know, there's like pizzas all over the world, right? So like in Japan, Korea, China, like they're, you know, you can get kimchi and shrimp and whatever on a pizza. And mm. it's like the the people eat it who live there, you know, um, and uh, you know, who are we to say whether that's pizza or not? It's on a crust, like made, a, you know, of the same ingredients and stuff, and it's got sauce well, and they're toppings. They're traditionalists, and then they're not. I have yeah. to say, and I, I will leave the, I will leave the pizza place nameless because I love it. Otherwise, but um, <laughs> someone had a slice of pineapple and and some ham or something, and I tried. Yeah. I said, all right, there, I love their pizza. Generally, I'm going to try it. Man, it was uh, to me. It was such a waste. Huh, yeah. I just didn't like the pineapple on it. But I mean, you can't. You me. gotta. You have to at least put some like intention behind how you're putting together those flavors. Like I, you know, I'm not super creative, but at least I can be like, okay, people were asking for pineapple for a long time. Do you have pineapple? Do you have sausage? All this stuff. When we only had pepperoni, cheese, margarita, and a white pie, uh, and a special. And I was like, okay, let's do pineapple. How are we gonna do that? Well, I don't want to get the stuff out of a can and just dump it on the pizza. I want to get like a really good like ripe pineapple and cut it up like real fresh and find like the right size and like shape to cut it into so you get a good bite out of it and that sweetness you can use that to complement other stuff and like the Hawaiian pizza uh, pineapple Canadian bacon like there's something going on there right so you can like play off of that uh, we we do a Hawaii 505 which is like pineapple pepperoni and New Mexico green chili. So you still get this pork. It's a little bit smoky. Like the, the, the pepperoni we use comes from San Francisco. I really love it. It's that like the little pepperonis that crisp on the edges and cup up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, and then the New Mexico green so chili. I like, love that you care heat. about that because you know. Well, of course, you oh, would know. Yeah. It's all those little details, you know. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little juicy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah little... it's like that little pepperoni grease chalice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so while you're talking about I have a flavor for you. Okay, what I, you I went to, I was... Fortunate enough to go to a chef in my garden dinner last night. Okay. It's only because I'm thinking about this because it's something I would look at on the menu and think, really? It was, it was incredible. So contact Pat Manning at Toro Bravo. Oh, yeah. So this was his dinner, awesome. which, by the way, is just a treat. <laughs> he did a just a salad of, and I think he did something special with the watermelon. He's, mm. He said he sucked the juice out of it Oh, somehow. like uh, compressed it yeah, or something? Yeah, he compressed it. Yeah. So he had watermelon, avocado, and a curry vinaigrette. Oh, Try that man. baby, because oh. everybody last night was ooing and eyeing over those flavors together. That's awesome. So, and yeah. and I, here you are turning me around from just talking about sausage and oh, you know, yeah. white clams. This that would be pretty incredible. That's so. awesome, man. I mean, we did. I love the the idea of like a salad on a pizza. I mean, there's a thing in New York. You get your salad slice. Mm-hmm. That's like a well, chopped all... Italian salad. You know, tomatoes, diced tomatoes, and an iceberg lettuce or whatever, and like Italian vinaigrette on top. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, we, we did a, a special pie that was like an Italian sub sandwich, basically, uh, in a pizza. But but so we had like salami and provolone and like some pickled fennel. And then when it all came out of the oven, we tossed a little salad with shredded iceberg lettuce and Italian vinaigrette and just threw it on top of the slice. And it's so nice. Like it's so super satisfying, especially when you fold it together and you get this like big mouthful of that like 
a vinaigrette, that nice balance of like sweet and acid. I don't know. It's awesome. Cool. Are you forever. a folder of pizza? Yeah. It depends on the stiffness of of the of the pizza, but typically, if if it's a larger slice, I you have to just to hold it no, with not. one hand. I'm not a folder. What if it flops? Right. Then you hold it with two hands. Mm. And, 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 no, no, no. You, see, you're the, making this folding motion, though. You got the. Yeah. I'm almost there, but I don't like to me folding it. You know, I like when I when I eat an uh, an Oreo, I'll scrape the. I like little bits by bits. I don't uh, want to yeah. just jam everything together. That's why yeah. I don't like burritos. Uh, everything in one shot is not. I, I like a little, okay. little more delicate. You're a tostada man. Hmm. I'm a tostada man, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or a taco, yeah. Tacos, yeah. anything. But do you, do you look uh, angrily on upon people <laughs> who, who you see folding a uh, a a slice? What do you think? You know me well enough. No, Remind I don't. Remind me not to eat in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're looking, you're looking I'm just looking at, I'm looking at this, this slice in I'm front of me. I'm saying you should do it I right would, now. I would most likely, I mean, it's... That's a big it's, slice. It's a big slice, so I would have to, I'd have to do this. Yeah, yeah at a, least that's okay, but... It's a slight fold. But when it's it goes a, in your mouth, I don't like it okay. folded. I see the point you're making. When you fold it real tight, especially if it's really hot, you're right. going to mash all yeah, the yeah. toppings together. Exactly. And sometimes that's not so good. You don't get, like, uh, it just becomes homogenous, right? And the uh, other thing is... It depends, but if it's a pizza with a lot of sausage on it, then that's great. But if there's sure. very little, and then you fold it, you're you're consuming all the sausage. You're throwing off the balance, right? And if you if you're eating a pizza at a good pizza place where you you know you know that somebody has put a lot of thought and care into how they spread the toppings on the pizza and how they put it together, you know, assuming how it's going to bake and come together when it's out of the oven. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that, you know, you don't want to like just mash that up and I'm a pincher, I, I guess looking at what I just did, it, it's, I'm, it's as if I'm about to fold it, but I'm just pinching the, me- like divoting it just enough to yeah. add some rigidness. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I yeah. can, that's fine. But all I'm going to say is I, at least we're not going into the fork and knife thing here. So that's oh, yeah. good. Well, we could, but I do think. We can probably stop doing the podcast after this episode because we've reached the high point. <laughs> this is peak pe- pizza talk, right? Everything here. that has needed to be said. Right. <laughs> so, where did you grow up? Where did you? What, what are your early pizza memories? Oh man, I mean, you know, I I was uh, I lived in Brooklyn until I was like seven or eight years old. Uh, my parents had Mets split up Yankees. by then. Uh, <laughs> both. Like you go to the oh, ball game, no, uh, you know. That's such a Portland thing to say. There's no <laughs> one in New York. That, that, there's no one who's still in New York that says. Both. He's a baseball diplomat now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, you know, you go to the ball game. But um, I, you know, I loved going to the Cyclones games. Uh, oh yeah, Coney the Mets Island. farm team. That yeah, was, yeah. That was way bef- way after, after my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I I grew up in this like New Yorkers. They take it for granted, man. Like there's solid pizza everywhere um you know you're hungry you want a slice you go down the street you get a slice and it's solid it's a couple dollars or whatever and it does the job um it might not be the best you know then you can come up with your own scale because it's a pizza town and you want to know where's the good stuff um or hot dogs yeah the hot, boiled dogs. hot dogs yeah oh so you man the sabrettes carts you know you just pointed something out because i'm always the reason i like one of the reasons i like slices of pizza is mm-hmm. i just sometimes want a fast easy lunch that's Three or four bucks. Yeah. And that fills me up. I don't necessarily want to always spend 12. Yeah. And so they just realized in New York, you can get a hot dog or pizza and it's easy and you it's move on. It's no big deal, yeah. you know? And then so so going from there and I, I moved 
my mom and I moved out to New Mexico. Her lifelong dream was to move out west and be a cattle rancher. From Brooklyn? <laughs> From Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, and she's a cattle rancher now. Uh, she's she's doing it. Like So you're a family of dreamers and actually accomplishers. Definitely, yeah. I mean, in that sense, you know, I was mad at her for moving me out of New York City. <laughs> at what, what age were you? I was eight years old. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a kid, and you know. And you're not getting much pizza out in New Mexico. Exactly. That was the first time I ever ate Pizza Hut was in New Mexico. Because <laughs> that's, that's probably your only option. That was the closest. Yeah. Where, where do you get a pizza? I don't know. There's this place. It's a chain, but uh, let's try it, you know. Uh, so so then, like, I'm in New Mexico, and, but I got to go back every year, and I would just, like, binge on pizza, Chinese food, hot dogs, all that stuff that's, like, so good there mm-hmm. uh, and just, like, doesn't really reach that far out but for you to have left at eight you i can't imagine you had a real appreciation for how how great that stuff was yeah and how much you really craved it you have to be a little older well older have munchies at that point right (laughs) and then you're craving that thing right Right. and so you know we found a place kind of in the neighborhood um when i was 14 i got my first job at luigi's pizzeria uh, and Ristorante, <laughs> Pizzeria and Ristorante. <laughs> and uh, Luigi Napolitana was the owner, and he and his mom would uh, cook most of the food. His mom would make like the tiramisu and the cannolis and what the lasagna and stuff. And he would make the meatballs and the eggplant parmigiana and the pizza dough. Um, and I got a job as a busboy. You know, he's paying me cash. And where in New Mexico is this? This is Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not a small town. No, no. But um, still, you know, when you're eating Pizza Hut, uh, yeah. it was like nice to find this spot where this guy, he was making a pizza. And I it just was, had like, the good. visions of a cattle rancher out in the middle of nowhere. So, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. So. so so my mom at least did that for me. Like, you know, we moved to Albuquerque. She puts me in school. She's like, get your education. And then as soon as I was done with high school, she was like, all right. Do your thing. I'm going down there full time to tend cool. to the cows. Yeah. Uh, and she loves it. She's having a ball. Um, she's hardcore, man. <laughs> but In um, what respect? How is she hardcore? She's just like, she goes, goes, goes. She gets hurt all the time. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I had to get my like rotator cuff fixed for the second time. <laughs> but I'm still up at 5 a.m. doing the thing, you know. And she's she's doing it solo. Like, she gets up at five and runs the water lines to make sure all the cows have the water. It's like, I want to hear the conversations when she goes back to Brooklyn with her Brooklyn friends, and yeah. talking about the, talking about cattle ranching. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, it's a novelty thing at that point, right? Well, yeah, but they, no one can understand why she's doing what she's doing. Oh, she I would imagine it. she yeah. lives for it. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, does she come up here? Yeah, she comes out. She's been out to the pizza place. She loves the pizza. She's like, oh, okay. I love it when my parents come because they lived in New York with me and they ate the pizza I grew up eating. So they taste it and they go, oh, this is this is better than Smiley's, like the neighborhood spot we used to go to or whatever. So I think I'd like, be pretty cool. proud. Yeah. Are yeah. they still together? No. Yeah, and they had split. And I was, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then I was going back to visit dad in New York. Uh, oh, so he's still there. Yeah, he's in Midtown now. I'd love to know what he tells his friends about what his ex-wife is doing. That would be yeah. It. <laughs> oh my! Can goodness. you believe she went out there to? Yeah, she's doing stuff <laughs> with cows. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's um, it's New Mexico. Like it took me a while, but it's a beautiful place. I mean, 
just the landscape alone, I think that's a big part of what my mom gets out of it. Mm-hmm. And I certainly came to appreciate that over time. Um, that's my second. If, if Portland, were, if Oregon were to be rendered inhabitable, yeah. I've thought about where I would like to go, where I would have to go. Yeah. So part of me wants to go to Idaho, but it's too cold there. Uh-huh. So I've thought Santa Fe would be, oh, yeah. would be my number two. Yeah, place if if I couldn't live here. Yeah, New Mexico, like it gets it gets hot, but it's a dry heat, so it's manageable, and you still got mountains, and it's got a certain vibe. It's got it's got so much character. Land of enchantment, but also like land of manana is another thing. Like, yeah, we're laid back, okay. Um, But uh, you know, and then so I'm growing up there, and eventually in my like college years, then it was like I'm not working at Luigi's anymore, and I'm not even living close to that part of town. And it was like, oh, now where do I get pizza? Oh, I don't know. And eventually- The big dilemma. Yeah, right? Because uh, I don't <laughs> want to get Pizza Hut. Like, I know what that is, and there's times for that. <laughs> but when I actually want, like, a good pizza for my dinner time meal that I'm stoked about, uh, you know, I want, like, I want that pizza from New York. And I just decided I was going to try to figure out how to make that. Um, like how hard could it be, right? <laughs> you make some dough, you put it in the oven. It's not that easy. And, yeah, I, and I've no, heard a lot not. of people, maybe it was on your podcast I heard this. <laughs> oh my Cause God. Because you, you sent us the two episodes that you had. Of your yeah, podcast. yeah. <laughs> so I listened to one. It's not as, and yeah, it was it's on not your polished. podcast. So you should <laughs> oh be proud. God. This is what you've become a news source. New, there we uh, go. Information source for the defunct podca- pizza podcast. <laughs> but it's much harder to make at home than it is at at. At a pizza place. Totally. Yeah. You don't have the same equipment. Your oven doesn't get nearly as hot. That's the biggest problem, I think. Um, You know, you don't need a mixer or anything like that. You can mix the dough by hand. You can make a great dough by hand. You've got all the tools available for that. Um, You do have to get like a pizza peel. You have to have a surface to put in your oven, like a stone or baking steel is like the new thing that, uh, especially but, for the home But cook. you ran right over the, you can make a good dough. That's not that easy to say, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. say you can make a good dough. A yeah. lot of people, that's challenging. Well, and it took years. I mean, right. I, I just, I started reading about it. I started with my like, you know, whatever uh, Better Homes cookbook recipe of like pizza dough and made it and it was like okay i think i think i just made a pizza but it's definitely not what i'm going for uh why you know why is it not that good and how do i make it better i have no idea so then i you know i turned to the internet uh thankfully uh which we have nowadays at least for like learning about things which is cool and um discovered this whole like online community of pizza not just pizza makers but like people who are like obsessed with pizza and just like i i read this one guy his blog his name's jeff verrazano he has a place down in um atlanta but at the time he was just making pizza at home and he was documenting all of his efforts and it was amazing he was going through all these iterations of how to manage your sourdough starter. And, you know, I was like, sourdough starter, what? You know, or like, okay, if you're not using a starter, here's what you do with the yeast. Don't use a lot. Watch your temperatures of your water, the room temperature, the hydration of the dough. There's different, you know, techniques you can uh, implement when you're mixing the dough itself. Um, And it was wild. I just like dove in. It was, I just, I think that was when I really got bitten by the bug. And it was like hopeless. And how old were you hopeless. then? How long ago was that? Oh, God. I must have been like 19, 18, okay. 19. Yeah. So we got 10 years under your belt. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> almost. That's it. Almost, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, is it fair to ask you here in Portland what you think some of your favorite 
pizza places, some of the best oh, pizza. Yeah. Not not Scotty's. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. We, I we, mean, we can no, assume I mean, that's well, one of them. I, well, I eat my pizza the most. Right, exactly. <laughs> Probably and every it's worth day. It. And, and it's, they, I will say it's some of the best pizza I've had in Portland, too. Oh, my so, goodness. And that white clam, keep making that. Hey, but there go you ahead. go. <laughs> Not to go back there. Yeah. Well, it, the funny thing is, like, when I when I go out for pizza, I've probably already eaten a slice of my pizza, or I'm, like, about to go to work and probably still yeah, eat more of nice my own pizza. you got a nice Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but I try to get around. I try to eat at the new places that are coming up, and then I have, like, my favorites. And my friends, like, I'm friends with a lot of people who own places around town uh, or work at places around town. Are there any good sleepers that we don't know about? Because everybody talks about Ken's and a Pizza Shoals and yeah. Pizza Jerk and... Um, Pizza Pizzeria Auto, which I haven't yeah. been to yet. I oh, to you got to try it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're really going for the like Italian, like Neapolitan thing. Okay, got um, there. yeah, it's cool. So, any real sleeper places though that aren't mentioned? Oh man, I mean, you know, uh, have you been to Red Sauce Pizza? Oh yeah, I really like it. So a lot. once, unfortunately, you know, my problem is I'm not in Portland a lot too, and the, and Northeast is a. I live in Southwest, right. To the investment in time to get yeah. to the Northeast is... It's a it's a chunk now, especially yeah. with all the traffic. And especially right? if I'm going to have a wait when I get to a place. Yeah. That's how I ended up at Red Sauce. Pizza Jerk just opened. There was a wait at Pizza Jerk, so we went to Red Sauce. <laughs> no, let's try this other place. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and so I'm hanging, up, hanging out up there a little bit because, uh, you know, I'm pals with Will and Matt uh, and uh, even the folks at Sea Star Bakery, which is sort of like the same... Uh, place as handsome pizza mm-hmm. um, and I love their pizza I love what they're doing they've gotten like real deep into grain whole grains they have a grain mill they're baking bread um, and they focus a lot on their dough but also like good ingredients and stuff um, really unique style of pizza um, and then you know being in that area um, there's red sauce pizza up the street and I met Shar, the owner of red sauce <laughs> when she worked at a pizza shoals um, like through, gosh, five years ago, maybe, um, I applied for a job there and I was still so fresh. I had been working at handsome making smaller pizzas and I hadn't quite graduated to, to stretching a big 18 inch pie. Mm-hmm. And that was all, that's all they do at Shoals or I guess now they do smaller ones at lunch, but Char had me stretch a big pie and man, I couldn't handle it. I was like, I, I didn't have my, my skills to like adapt to a different kind of dough and recognize what's going on and how to. Um, you know, really stretch that out evenly and nicely. I totally bombed. <laughs> and she she at least like saw the enthusiasm and the bright eyes, you know, but she was like, ah, I just need someone with more experience, you know, talk to me next time. Oh, she sent you away. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a couple <laughs> years later, like uh, we sort of like crossed paths when I was working at East Gleason Pizza Lounge and um, she was getting ready to open a spot. And then, you know, when she found out I was getting ready to open a spot. We kind of just got together and like started getting coffee and hanging out and we're just good friends now, but her pizza is so good. Uh, I, it is. And I need oh, to get, man. unfortunately I haven't gotten back there, but it's really good. Her salads were great too. Oh, and I yeah. love the service there and I yeah. love the vibe of the place. She's got a really cool place and you know, it's like, it's so cool to see a woman owning a pizza place. Like it's so, it's like really, yeah, it's not very common. No, it? you don't, you don't see women even making pizza that often. Right. right. Um, and you know, even like the restaurant industry at some point, uh, whether it was like the seventies or whatever, sort of turned into this like man's world. Um, and thankfully we're seeing a lot of like really awesome women chefs coming up, but Char is like holding it down, uh, at, at her place and she makes a great pie 
and she's like advocating for women's rights and queer rights uh and it's so cool to like have that force in the community and have that be a colleague in the same city where I'm you know I have the same kinds of intentions and I want to support that so it's awesome the cool thing is we kind of started this talking about New Haven and in New Haven no one would ever say go over there I mean I it's literally taboo just kind of yeah. like it would be you'd be you'd be, you'd be shunned it's if, weird yeah if yeah, you yeah. said so and here we are in Portland where it's really easy to ask you where you like to go. It's not a problem for you, a political yeah. problem, and you don't have to battle yourself. No, Could no. I say it's just it's cool that you can, and and I'm glad that you mentioned her and that because it, yeah. it is a, it is something. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Like people yeah. should know about that, and 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 you know, I think people want to know about that kind of stuff that's going on. Yeah. So you know? thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. You cannot believe I just looked at my watch. I thought we were going to have 20 minutes left. No we're, way. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're that's done. That's it. Is that that's crazy? We got to make it this a two part. <laughs> yeah, this was real, this was great because I never, not always is it like right. We got we got more to talk about, but you, it's hours, really easy, really easy to converse. <laughs> so when people come into your pizza place, are you talking to them a lot? Or you... all the time? And it's it's so bad. All my coworkers are like, Scotty, we need you on the ovens right now. Like, quit <laughs> quit schmoozing. <laughs> so you got anything going on now? So this this episode is going to come out fairly soon. Uh, Wednesday on Wednesday, Wednesday right? Yeah. yeah. So it's two days after we record. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, uh, by Wednesday, we will have had our surprise two year anniversary party. Uh, and I'm going to spill the beans now because it's it's still a secret. But we're doing uh, two for two on a Tuesday for two years. Uh, some some about two. It's you get two plain slices for two dollars because we're turning two. The next on Tuesday. is this the following Tuesday tomorrow. Well, <laughs> which is the day before this is airing. You I love it. Everybody, yeah. get there yesterday. <laughs> get there you yesterday. You <laughs> missed it. Uh, come back next year. It's a good thing because yeah. Court, I told if he came to, for White Clam at 11, he probably would have gotten two or three slices, but yep. they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, no, I pre- again, I appreciate it. I'm glad that there's anything left. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. We're always doing something fun. I think, like, uh, I, I love the support that we get online, like on Instagram and Facebook Which is and stuff. What, by the way, thank you for uh, mentioning that. We yeah, wanna, yeah. We want to say what that is. Oh, it's uh, just Scotty's Pizza Parlor on on Instagram. Scotty with an I-E. Right. No um, PDX. No PDX or anything. Okay. Just Scotty's Pizza Parlor. No fancy spelling of parlor. P-A-R-L-O-R. Right. Uh, and um, I'm always throwing stuff up there. I like to, like, it's pizza. It's so fun. Like, it's, uh, it's such an integral part of popular culture and it makes it really fun to to be at a pizza place and like share what's going on there so i think that's the best place to like stay up on what's happening we always have like wacky specials we're coming out with and uh doing weird weird events and stuff so oh well we have this thing on first fridays uh where we turn our electric oven which is designed to mimic the heat you get in a wood-fired oven Mm -hmm. Uh, we turn it all the way up and it goes up to 932 degrees fahrenheit um, which is 500 Celsius, a little more round of a number. But we make 28-inch pizza pies, like really, really big pizzas. Fir- would you say first Friday? First Friday of every month okay. from 10 to midnight. It has to be after we're closed because then we jack the oven up. Okay. And it's crazy. It's so good. So I got a question for you because yeah. I want to I test this. It's not going to work, but let's <laughs> test it anyway. Someone comes in on Wednesday and wants yeah. your two for two that you did the day before <laughs> and mentions that they heard you on the podcast. Oh. Will you honor, will you honor that? I got to spread the word to the crew. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, there we'll we give go. them two for two. 
first taste, you know, uh, yeah, we'll hook you up. It's a plain, two plain regular slices. Two bucks. Two bucks. On Wednesday, the, what is that, July? It'll be the 26th. 26th. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, um, Scott. Scotty. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. <laughs> really appreciate your coming, and this was really fun, and thank you so much for that pizza. oh man thank great. you i've been listening to your podcast for so long i used to listen to it making mixing dough at, at work you is know? that what made the dough better oh yeah so every, <laughs> every chef come on up your game yeah listen to listen to the podcast play some jazz yeah. and some right at the fork right throughout the whole <laughs> kitchen it's gonna yeah. make every every dish better in portland oh, man. thank you yeah thank you Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Right